Hey there, it's your one and lonely Jarvis coming at you from my room, aka where the magic happens. <laughs> so we've been gone for a minute. I wanted to give y'all an update on what we've been up to. First, we were at VidCon in Anaheim where we filmed this very episode with the wonderful Charlie Marie. Then a week later, we went to Hawaii with some friends on vacation and just narrowly missed some opportunities to record the show. And then this past week, I got braces and had a lot of YouTube stuff to do before that, so I fell a little behind on the edit. You can say I may have overcommitted a bit. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of overcommitting, that is the topic of today's episode, and it's another video episode, so you can head on over to youtube.com slash sadboyspod to catch us live and in person, except it's uh, neither live nor in person. Y'all know how videos work. While you're at it, check out my personal YouTube, youtube.com slash Jarvis Johnson, because I put up like three videos in the past week, including the braces story. How do I sound with braces? I, I still, it's still not quite comfortable to talk. Anyway, I've rambled for long enough, my dear audio friends. Without further ado, oh, actually, I wanted to, no, just kidding. Sad Boys 28 on Overcommitting with Charlie Marie. Enjoy. Welcome to Sad Boys, a podcast about feelings and other things also. I'm Jarvis. And I'm Jordan. Brush that dirt off your shoulder, Cope. Are you Jay-Z now? Yeah. Right. I'm excited about the new record. It's good. I'm celebrating. We're joined by a guest today, Charlie Marie. That's me. Whoa, it rhymed. <laughs> Holy We've... shit. Okay, episode's peaked. Stop watching now. We made it. This has been the Sad Boys. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> to end every episode with a particular phrase yeah we'll see you next week where we talk to no one because apparently we <laughs> don't have guests anymore because we've peaked we're perfect um charlie marie you join us here in anaheim on this bed on on the customary <laughs> sad boys bed i've said it before and i'll say it again the best episodes of sad boys are recorded in a shared hotel bed absolutely correct and the very first which many other people say is where we peaked it's, it's <laughs> yeah, episode it's one true. um mostly me that's where i say we peaked yeah um, Charlie is joining us today to talk about overcommitting, taking on too much work. Now, Charlie, you do a lot of different things. Yeah, one could say that I overcommit. Yeah, one could. I mean, I, give you, yourself a little. You slack. wouldn't. To clarify, she would never say that <laughs> no, I, in I case say, her managers are watching. Yeah, I would say that I'm fine and I've perfectly bitten off as much as I can chew. But any professional would say that I have overcommitted. Um. So, so Charlie, I, I, I can't think of you in any way other than like a multi hyphenate. You're a designer. Mm-hmm. Um, you are a YouTuber, you, I feel like design is such a broad term, but you like within design, you're like doing print stuff. You're doing digital stuff. You're, you've made, do you still have a t-shirt company? Yeah, I do. I, I don't talk about it much anymore, but that See? is still a thing. See, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I remember things. Um, I, I, it's a real knock to your self-esteem when somebody has things on the back burner that <laughs> dramatically outclass anything you've worked your life at. Right. <laughs> Right, just a yeah, casual exactly. t-shirt company in the middle. Right, right. And you're the CEO of Google, like just yeah. on the side. You know, I don't often talk about that, but that's every other Sunday. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just gotta put in the work, you know. <laughs> the old ball and chain. Uh and trillions of dollars. <laughs> Are we missing anything from that multi hyphenate? I also have a podcast. Oh right, uh, podcaster. Yeah. Design. Oh, can you let us have one thing, Charlie? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, I'll leave. <sighs> you just do the show. Oh, you're really committing to this bit, huh? We're overcommitting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had some good segues today. Um, uh, you have a podcast. 
I have a podcast. It's about design also. What's it called? It's called Design Life. Very like unique name. How do you, <laughs> straightforward. How do you think of that? It's great. Well, we thought we wanted to talk about life as designers. I'm not seeing it, the connection. Yeah. So I'm seeing, I'm seeing uh, a very, very simple mood board. <laughs> Two words. <laughs> How do we get them to life design? <laughs> no, 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 no. You were life design for the first 500 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> then we were like, wait, it makes better sense if we swap it around. Right, right, right. Yeah. It does take time to, you know, iterate. You were boys sad to start with, right? We were boys yeah. sad. We were boys, boys, comma, interrupted. Right. There's, actually, there's actually a podcast somewhere with 5,000 episodes called Boys Sad. <laughs> And we finally turned that around, literally and figuratively, into the sad boys. So we'll be talking about overcommitting. But first, Charlie, how's your week? Week has been busy. VidCon is a thing that I'm sure you've talked about in past episodes of this podcast. Yeah, we are at VidCon. We're yeah. in Anaheim. We're in a hotel room in the Hyatt Convention Center, which is where VidCon folks primarily are staying. Yeah. So there's tons of... We were like in the elevator with David Dobrik when we came up. Uh, and made fools of ourselves by accident. And he didn't recognize us, which seems weird. Rude. Yeah, and then, yeah. then Brigand, who was on the previous episode, like worked on the streamies with David Dobrik, and he's like, he doesn't recognize me. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this is this is a serious event, all right? Uh, we should say one of my... Oh, <gasps> I have a follow-up question for you. Okay. For both of you, actually, because you both... You YouTube, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're tubers. Mm-hmm. You're tubing. Kind of um, myself as a... Okay, fine. Go so ahead. So right outside of the Hyatt Hotel, which as you mentioned is where all of the creative talent that are attending VidCon are staying, uh, the security you can only get in if you are industry or creative talent, there is a little grassy knoll, uh, not, right. not, not unlike the JFK assassination. Right. Um, and Lee Harvey Oswald's there. But in addition, there is a big collection of like 13-year-old kids. A big, that's an interesting way big, to group them. A big collection. collection. Yeah, sorry, a murder of 13-year-olds. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all like sat on the grassy knoll. Like, I opened my Pokedex <laughs> and I saw there's a large collection of 13-year-olds. Uh, yeah, I remember when there were only 151 13-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and now there's God knows how many. 900? <laughs> One of them's made of trash. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's a bunch of them out there. Have any of those 13-year-olds shouted at you? They're all there to spot talent. No. 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 Uh, though my, when I was coming to this hotel, because Charlie and I are actually staying in an Airbnb that's a bit away from here, uh, pretty close, but like just, just enough to get out of the hustle and bustle of things, my Uber driver was like, oh, they're all here to see you, like as a bit. But he like committed really hard to the bit. So as I'm getting out of the car, he's like, he's here, ladies. <laughs> And I'm like, why are you doing this? And then, and then he continues to commit as I walk past his car, and and he's like, they're happy to see you. And I'm like, drive away. <laughs> There's another person for you to embarrass. He drove into the lobby yeah. <laughs> to continue this line yeah. with a he's, wig on and oh, started going, Jarvis. He like just drives through the window. <laughs> um, flying car. Uh, we are on the sixth floor, but yeah, VidCon. So you know it's busy, but how's your VidCon going? Now you are working. Yep. While also VidConning. Yes, I did not take vacation for VidCon because we have a big conference coming up at the company I work for next week. So that meant that there was a lot to do. Yeah. So basically I was getting up early and working till like 3 p.m.-ish on the Thursday and Friday right. and then coming to do VidCon. So hence overcommitting as the topic. Yeah. Mm. Was that part of the motivation for that topic? Yeah. I think I messaged Jarvis because I was yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. were talking about VidCon and right. our plans for the week. It, <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it's it's funny because yeah, I think we both have the I mean, even even this very action right now could be seen as overcommitting. We could be enjoying oh, yeah. the convention. But Or like having a nap or something. Or having a nap, <laughs> which is something that Jordan likes to say that he wants to do, but has never actually functionally done. Yeah, I'm also working full time while I'm here, uh, because again, 
work for Patreon. Uh, the work that I do doesn't really stop ever. If I I can stop doing it, but the creators don't stop talking to me. Right. Uh, so I've been working my entire time here, and obviously this is a major work opportunity for yeah. business development. So I'm taking a lot of meetings, doing a lot of stuff, sending a lot of emails. Um, I finished the three-day work grind about 25 minutes before we did our first episode of Sad Boys right, in, this, right, in this double. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is, which to me indicates that I love this show and I like doing it, is that it wasn't really a question. It wasn't yeah. like, normally I would rather watch 90 Day Fiance than do anything else in the world. Right. In this particular occasion, I put it on pause. Yeah. No, I, I think um, I really think about overcommitting a lot because I'm someone who doesn't want to say no to any opportunities. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I currently am in a situation where I like, you know, produce and am talent on this podcast. I like do my YouTube channel. I have my old, my own job. And your old own job. My old own job. <laughs> my stupid old job. My stupid old job. <laughs> and then I find myself like doing things that going out of my way to like, like I take all those things very seriously mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. And I find myself in situations where like, you know, Jordan's job involves him traveling for meetings and stuff. And so me sort of in a weird mix of work and play will like fly to the place that Jordan is in order to like get in the sad boys episode. But then maybe, maybe I can help out at a meeting or I could be helpful like in a work context. And it's like, this isn't in my job description, but it's also, you know, not required of me for like personal stuff either. So I somehow found my, but I have somehow found myself in that situation. So how do we get there? Um, Jordan, how's your week been? It's nice. I like the vibe of VidCon. I haven't seen very much of it. I got to go on the show floor uh, once, and that was for a different meeting, and I came straight back to the hotel. Um, There's something nice about ambient bustling. Mm, It's nice to know that lots of people are having fun and that there are exciting conversations happening, and the fanboy in me enjoys the occasional peripheral vision of a Hannah Hart, you know. But uh, at the same time, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have the temptation to just bump my flight up yesterday. I'm right. glad that I didn't. We have uh, the Patreon Patreon throwing a party tonight, which is the main reason I stuck around. Yeah. But in that, uh, in the meantime, I met with a bunch of really exciting people, and I'm glad that I did. But uh, but also you're tired. I I'm you know I'm an introvert in my base, Same. and I yeah. It even staying in a hotel room for me even by myself does not serve as downtime it serves right. as i always feel like i'm performing in my hotel room i'm like ah, <laughs> right. oh, this is how a normal human would use a towel now you down do down. <laughs> at home i like to lick it and throw it on the ground and then like <laughs> yeah. walk around nude throw my cat in the washer like I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just a garbage person and that's important i have to right. be trashed for long periods of time <laughs> yeah 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 um i honestly like let's just jump into the topic i identify with that so much so <laughs> so how do we even define over committing because it's in the name, right? It's like committing is a is a thing you can do, and then overcommitting—that's too much. But how yeah. do you define what too much is? I think sometimes you don't know it until you're already like until it's too late. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's what I find anyway. Although lately, I feel like I've been noticing some things that I say yes to. I'm like, really? Should right. I be doing that? Yeah. And I like have the moment of questioning, and I still try and do it. Yeah, but yeah, it's when it's too much. You, you know, yeah, you're committing yeah, yeah. to too many things. You can't be a sane human and get all this done. Something's yeah. got to give. Usually, right. it's your sanity yeah, or yeah, like yeah. your mental health or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like my my thing that's given is that I've eaten kind of like shit for the yeah. past year, <laughs> and I haven't worked out as much as I would like. And so I, that's like what's that's what's fallen by the way. Yeah, so those are the L's. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Maintenance is the L, really. Like personal yeah. maintenance and general, yes. keeping yourself at a neutral standard of living is the first thing to go. Because yeah. Yeah. Y- like, uh, for example, on Thursday night, 
completely burned out from the first full day of VidCon. Right. I decided to relax by uh, editing my podcast till 4 a.m. <laughs> yeah. That was my little treat. And I did not <laughs> yeah. intend to, but I, I think the issue, quite honestly, is when you do something that you love yeah. and there are other things that you love mm-hmm. that require just as much commitment and just as much grind, it's not unlike having kids and a job. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, well, I do my job because I have to. There's no question. I have to make my money. I have to be stable. Right. I also want to do this thing that doesn't pay me, but I love it so much that I have to spend time yeah. with it. I want to be yeah. a good dad to my D&D podcast. <laughs> and as a result, I end up spending many, many hours of quality time with it, right. thus compromising my life. You like, have to drop it off at school. <laughs> to drop it off at school. Yeah. I print out the scripts. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. just put it in a school. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just go up to back to the school and kids are now acting out your script. <laughs> yeah, which is an honor, frankly. Yeah. I find a lot of great acting talent in that room. Yeah. Uh, how much of overcommitting do you feel is the result of chronic FOMO? Mm. And one thing I want to clarify about FOMO, I think so often it gets associated with like petty, petulant FOMO. Like, right, mm, right. I wish I was there, but it can just... I wish be- I was at Chipotle right now, by the way, which is what I actually used to have FOMO about in high school. My friends... My- Sorry. Well, okay, okay. So, so when I was in high school, I didn't have, I still don't have a driver's license. And so, and I lived in a town where you kind of needed to drive around. Right. And so I would have friends pick me up and um it wouldn't take you to chipotle well okay i would would have to have friends pick me up or i would have to have like my aunt take me somewhere in her car and so what would happen sometimes is i wouldn't be able to like go to things because my aunt would just like say no or something and she's going to chipotle yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) a different one yeah and and what would end up happening is i would see photos on facebook of like my friends going to chipotle and i would feel like wow like it looks like i'm missing out on so much and i still like feel like i like i feel bad about those times but i know for a fact i wasn't missing out on shit you know (laughs) i think grilled chicken's pretty good yeah but mostly the interpersonal dynamic that was what i was thinking about but also The rice. <laughs> in that order. Right. Chicken, interpersonal connections, and an ability to connect with other human beings. Rice. Rice, rice yeah. <laughs> Spanish rice. Yeah, Spanish rice. How about you, Charlie? I don't know. I don't think it is about FOMO for me. Like, I, you just said you're an introvert. I am too. So I can be quite happily go days without seeing other people, apart from my partner, Mark, that I live with, and be fine with that. For right. me, it's about wanting to help people and wanting to, like, be good at what I'm doing. So I always mm. overcommit at work, like just within my job. Yeah. Because I'm like, this person needs this. And I'm like, oh, I know how to make that great. Like, this is mm. like the thing I can do. Let me help with that. FOMO of opportunities. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. yeah. And I- also fear that something will be bad if I don't insert myself into <laughs> right, it. <laughs> right, right, right. I, uh, there's, oh, look, there's a lot to unpack there. Okay. Um, but I, I guess my answer to your question, Jordan, is like, for me, what drives me is like being far away from a goal like if i'm if i'm distant from a goal i'm like falling over myself trying to do everything i can possibly do to reach that goal at any moment so uh if i'm i don't know trying to start a youtube channel it's like uh i need to like do the things and i need to like do the art i need to do these tutorials and i need to buy this equipment it's like i'm just like everything i need to do or first time when i was playing hearthstone the video game it was, I was like constantly like watching people play the game. I was constantly playing the game myself because I wasn't reaching the level that I wanted to get at. And I was just like spending all of my time investing in stuff, investing my time in stuff that I thought would help me get there. So I, I, I have two questions, one of which is related to something that Charlie said, and, and we can start with that. And then the other one 
is not because um, <laughs> that's how I set that up. Uh, so, so first, so first, Charlie, uh, you, you said that sometimes you're afraid that if you don't have a hand in something, mm-hmm. then it's going to be bad. Do you think that your overcommitting has to do with like instead of a fear of missing out, a fear of like relinquishing control? Yeah, that's probably part of it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I like to. I find it hard to let go of things and to not do things like with my YouTube channel, for example, I could probably hire an editor by now, Yeah. Mm-hmm. but yet I still edit my own videos apart from the odd vlog that I get my sister to edit. But right. yeah, it's having control over those things. And also just knowing that I think I'd rather myself have the burden and like the suffering than make someone else do it. Yeah. So we're a very small company, ConvertKit where I work. There's only three designers on the team and I know that they're both slammed as well. And right. so I'm like, well, I'll just take this on. I won't ask them to try yeah. and fit it in, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. I also take one for the team a lot. How about you, Jordan? Like, what do you think your desire to overcommit or your... Oh, I'm ready to, to delegate over- difficult things to other people as soon as possible. Yeah. Um, I really don't want to make anybody else's life easier. The main reason <laughs> I would do anything is for my own opportunities. And right, right, if right. If I can inconvenience somebody in the process, it's all the better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, positivity and happiness is a zero-sum game. And when other people are happy, that's less happy for me. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, so, yeah. <laughs> this, is a, this is a rare moment of truth for you. <laughs> we're getting a we're getting a peel behind the curtain. Um, I don't know. Where, where does it come from? Yeah, for you, or where do you where do you see it coming from? I think your Hearthstone example is an interesting one because often when I find something that I'm legitimately passionate about, even at its peak, even at my most excited, it happens in waves. Yeah, uh, a lack yeah. of con- my number one flaw. I will very openly say is a lack of consistency mm. that affects my job, my interpersonal relationships, my exercise, everything. Everything. I, I'm not, right, right. I'm so good at doing something very well fifty percent of the time. Yeah, and frankly, in in many aspects of my life, it would be better to do it fifty percent worse a hundred percent of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would actually be fine. Sometimes I overcommit in the quality of things that I put out. Right, or right. Bursts that aren't convenient for anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Now the main reason for that is honestly kind of unknown that's just my natural pattern that's the sine wave that i happen to ride uh but the ways i've tried to deal with it and the ways that uh, i want to try and get better at are generally i'll drift towards tasks that i can do unconsciously Mm. and i will commit myself to those tasks without even hesitating right right. somebody says to me okay we need to take x number of additional meetings with creators in the next two weeks yeah i'm like okay great Means with creators is my strong suit. I feel very comfortable getting in a room and getting an OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Set every single one of them up. Right. And then somebody reaches out and go, hey, we organized like a joint party this weekend and you're not going to be here. I'm just like, oh, sorry. I didn't even consider that this thing could impact the rest of my life. It's just yeah, more yeah, stuff. Yeah. Fill up my workload. Fill up yeah. my bucket. Um, which is a really unhealthy mindset because yeah. for one, uh, it makes you seem inconsiderate when yeah. it... it well, I guess you are being inconsiderate, but not in a mean way. Yeah, You're literally yeah, yeah. not considering right. the impact of you taking on lots of small things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I can be overly protective of my time when it comes to things that ultimately would be very positive for me. Right. Like a vacation is a classic one. People yeah. Invite me on a location. A location. Invite <laughs> me on a vacation for a location. Um, and I'll just respond with, it's too big. I don't mm. care where it is, when it is, or who it's with. That's a big thing. Yeah. And if I commit to that, it's going to take up all of my time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, I kind of liken it to uh, if I get home. I still haven't watched Stranger Things season two. It's a great, uh, it, it's a massive void in my pop culture understanding. Right. I get home every single day and I watch four hours of YouTube videos. Yeah. yeah. I oh, absolutely same. watch Stranger Things. Yeah, but I always yeah. get home and go, 
do I want to commit myself to one 40-minute episode? Yeah. Am I really ready to do that? Yeah, I'm ready to micro-commit to a bunch of five-minute videos. And that's the danger, too, because so often if you do micro-commit to stuff, and we can take the creator meeting example out of it, just any small, any series of hour-long commitments that right. you bulk your life up with, chances are the thing you're going to walk away with from those one-hour meet or one-hour things is not going to be nearly as valuable as that right. one big 10-hour thing. Yeah, and I think it's really important to learn the skill of chunking the 10-hour thing into one-hour things mm-hmm. so that you can do it. Because I think, at least in my experience, uh, and I, this has like been studied, but the way that... Um, the reason that it's more attractive to like watch a stranger thing or the reason that it's more attractive to watch a five minute YouTube video than like a 40 minute episode is because you like you, f- you fear commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it like, you're like, well, uh, well like 40 minutes. Yeah. What, what am I going to do? Stop in the middle of the episode. I have to commit. And it's mm-hmm. like, what if I get texted and I need to respond to that? It's like all these things that you build up that don't aren't actually real, uh, aren't actually real things can prevent you from starting. Uh, and that's like a very, very harmful. It's a very harmful thing to sort of be at the service of. I find the small things are what puts me over the like fills my bucket up too much. All the small Not- things. <laughs> all the small things. True care, truth brings. <laughs> Not because, like, I'd rather do them than a big thing, but because I'm like, oh, it's just a small thing. Surely yeah. I can fit that yeah. in. Yeah. Like, that's easy. I have I have a question, which is, like, how does... I feel like uh, if I'm being honest with myself, my desire to overcommit is actually, like, coming from a place of, like, bad planning and prioritization. Oh, misprioritization. Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. Mine, yeah, 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 yeah. Bad planning and, like, lack of ability to scope things is mine. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's this is the the misery that waves over Jordan at 1 a.m. on a Wednesday when he has just watched four hours of Let's Plays when he could have watched one Scorsese movie and been very happy. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and then taken an evening to really mull on all of the events and think about the characters as opposed to, wow, every single one of those Let's Play videos, top notch, don't remember any of the content. It was yeah. just uh, popcorn. And that's what tasks can sometimes be. Right, right, right. Popcorn tasks that feel good in the moment and feel like you're being impactful, but ultimately you just lost hours. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I experience the planning part of it in, in two ways. There's like the lack of foresight, which is um, when I like the, I, I've, I've since learned that this is like very common in people with ADHD. But like I have two modes. Something is either happening now or it's happening later to a different job. To a different, yeah. So it's like I can stuff a million things in later, and then they all hit me at the same time, and I'm like, "Whoa, I'm overwhelmed." No one could have seen this coming. Who did this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then now it's like it satisfies the Jarvis. I needed you to fill in for this interview last minute. Oh, interview. It's like an hour call. It's like a thing easy for me to do. Uh, it has like these like, discrete inputs and outputs and I don't have to like it just happens mm-hmm. um, and then there's the well I guess I guess it's also related to, to planning and foresight but it's the um, lack of consideration of priorities so like what are my goals when I'm deciding to watch four hours of YouTube videos rather than watching a television show that will give me social value that I'll want to like talk to my friends about uh, and really I'm just like sort of BuzzFeed is just blaring into my eyes and I've, I'm like falling asleep or whatever. Um, like, yeah, you have one of those apparatuses from uh, Clockwork Orange that keeps your eyes open yeah, and you try yeah, and absorb yeah. as much Try Guys as possible. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I just have Zay Frank like holding my eyes open <laughs> and feeding me, uh, feeding me BuzzFeed soup. Um, but yeah. I don't know. That did, resonates with either of you. Did we figure it out? What were we figuring out? We're gonna fix overcommitment. That's the goal. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna do that. Yeah, no. I think I think like a, 
I think now we have to turn the corner on. We've identified the problem. Right. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And now specifically, what is Charlie going to do about it? Yeah. Because we, again, we've overcommitted to other projects. We don't have time to resolve this. So it's all on me. Charlie, you only have the four companies. Yeah. (laughs) So you can probably find the time. You have the fewest number of companies. uh, And this is an intervention. (laughs) I think uh, another situation and why I find myself overcommitting as well is because even if I am planning and scoping things or whatever, I'm thinking about fitting them in in an ideal scenario. Yes. When I'm in perfect health, yeah. when nothing else is like coming up randomly and like, you know, everything is fine. You're not giving yourself the flex time. Yeah, I have zero margin that I that mm. I put in my life. Yeah, so the zero margin thing is interesting to me. Um, I remember, so recently I had to make this decision to stop doing improv comedy because I was doing YouTube stuff, I was doing podcast stuff, I had my job, and then I was also on a team that performed like weekly at a show and I had to do practices and stay in the loop for all the things. And technically, all of those things fit on my calendar. Exactly. But that was super misleading because in practice, the lack of the margins, the lack of space in between meant that I was super irritable about sort of when things drifted and I started to get very like upset when mm. things did not go according to schedule because the schedule was set out to only be achievable if everything went according to plan, which we know most things don't go yeah. according to plan. <laughs> Especially when most of the things on your calendar are some of the most hectic and uh, like potentially toxic things imaginable. A project, regardless of what it is, is a thing that can go wrong at any moment. That's what defines the fact that it's, it's a thing you're working you, on. You've essentially, I, I, I will speak for just myself. I had essentially organized a schedule that goes, well, you're going to flip a coin and then it's going to land on heads. And then next, for the next yes. hour, you flip a coin and it needs to land on heads. Mm-hmm. And then you just do that. And then you realize, like, when you multiply all those things together, the percentage chance of that happening is, like, minuscule. And every and, time something fails, you jump from a flipped coin to like a D6 and then a D20. Yeah, <laughs> like, how the, the hell am I going to finish this? Exactly. And then I'm also like getting more and more upset at at what is probabilistically a fact of like it's probabilistically guaranteed to happen. It, I'm guaranteed to be upset. And so now I'm looking at a schedule that like this is going to upset you and make you sad. <laughs> yeah. And it's really hard to maybe the two of you are better at this than I am. But it's something I'm working on at the moment, which is to get comfortable looking at a relatively empty schedule with something very impactful, dead at the center, with the under, I mean, I'll speak specifically to creative projects, if only because working in a startup, you don't have a lot of agency over other things, yeah. other other events, but let's say that you have a Saturday and you want to achieve X and Y creative things. Yeah. I have the terrible habit of saying, well, first of all, I assume I'm gonna have a fantastic night's sleep on Friday. Nothing ever goes wrong there. My insomnia never hits then, I've decided. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I uh, book something at 9 a.m. I say, 9 a.m., go straight to the gym. 11.30 specifically, once I finish my tricep reps, I'm going to shoot right over to Phil's. Then I'll have my coffee ready. There'll be no delay. They'll have almond milk. And then once right. I have my perfect Phil's at the right temperature that just happens to hit me the right way, I will then head home at my desk. The sun won't be blaring in my eyes. I've decided it's going to be at a different location. Yeah. And I will begin writing. I will finish writing at 1. That's the time I need. If, As you say, if any of those things go wrong, you screw it up. So I've started defaulting to this idea of, instead of putting it on my calendar, I literally just write on my whiteboard, podcast. d podcast is the thing you make progress with today. Set some goals, set some, uh, like, ideate ways where you know you'll feel satisfied at the end. Like, you have produced 45% of a finished episode. Mm. Great, that'll feel satisfying. Yeah. As soon as I say, like, you will complete 45% of an episode, yeah. including 4,000 words of the script, 
right. this amount of the edit. It, it just is too overwhelming, especially since often if we're working on this on the weekend, we're knackered because it's Saturday. Yeah. End of the week, yeah. Yeah, and that term means tired uh, <laughs> for the American I listeners. understood it. You think yeah. it means tired? That's so embarrassing. <laughs> so Awkward. I, I think that, um, so a, a technique that I use, and I think that's like a really useful one, um, which is just keeping your eye on the prize, but like not making the goals like, overly specific which is a thing that you could use in your life as well i just on my calendar like to leave room for the maybe maybe i actually plan out the time that's like hey chill the fuck out yeah. <laughs> like for mm-hmm. this time and then the other the other thing i do is affirm that i have actually been productive i think i'm very doubtful that I have experienced productivity. Right. When I go like, all I did today was like record a podcast and edit a video and write a script. Like I just, I just didn't also get to writing a second script. And you know, it's like, and then it's like, listen to yourself. It's yeah. like you also need to eat meals and like talk to your friends and like sleep and sleep. Oh. Just because you like something doesn't mean it's not the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, um, I think that like sort of verbally aff- affirming yourself that you are most people on a weekend don't do one thing <laughs> and that's like blows my mind like and it's a, it's not a competition uh but like when you're at work and stuff and you're like oh what'd you do this weekend and it's like i just i just chilled out like had some friends over watching netflix and i'm just like right it's that's that's what a it's thing you for. can do <laughs> it's literally the 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 elder gods of society have hereby decided that two days of doing nothing is required to stay alive yeah to continue doing a work nine to five yeah you need to not do anything yeah. for two days i we have a mutual friend um bremner yes shout out. i'll call you out bremner hey. um bremner has chronic socialization every single weekend he will go out and he'll hang out with people and he'll have a great time right but the dude is also busy as hell yeah. and exercises constantly and is in fantastic shape and has great health yeah but is maintaining all of those things all of the time right and every now and again i'll just go like bernard what'd you do this weekend and i'm cross my fingers behind my back I'm like was it binge netflix please let it be binge netflix and i'll yeah, be like yeah. i um didn't do anything on sunday I'm like yeah <laughs> but, but rested but it's like i've felt this as well because people are like oh i wish i had my thing like you do and i was mm. like what are you talking about i this is not like glorious this is just like <laughs> this is something i feel compelled to do right, right. Yeah. we're it, taking our diabetes medicine yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, yeah it's like yeah i'm describing like i yeah no i just like i i flipped all these coins because i needed to and they luckily they, they a couple of them were heads and a few were tails and that made me upset it's like oh, i wish i was flipping coins yeah. <laughs> it's like i was just watching Netflix. No, I should have been rested. I was just kissing my wife. Yeah. <laughs> who loves and adores me. Um, Charlie, do you have uh, anybody in your life that encourages you to do less? Yes. My boyfriend, Mark, is always encouraging me to do less. <laughs> uh, it's actually really good um, since we moved in together a couple of years ago now. I no longer work on my side projects in the evenings. Like, that's like hanging out time, doing that's nothing great. time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I do often wake up at like 5 6 o'clock and do stuff in the morning instead before yes. work. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I had a whole video about that. Yeah. But, you know, I used to also then do it in the evenings as well. And <laughs> <laughs> that's not, that's not healthy. <laughs> I, that is like, that is literally addict behavior. Yes. That is literally, I, well, no, no, no. I can, I'm going to stop drinking and I'm only going to drink in the morning <laughs> instead of the evening. So they're like, okay. <laughs> And, but you're just doing both. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is far worse than the thing that was happening. Before. Yeah, I, I had a uh, I had a like an appointment with my psychiatrist because I take medication for my ADHD, and they like were like still keeping tabs on things and seeing how how everything's going. And um, 
I was described. <laughs> it's just so funny when you say it. Um, I was like, yeah. So um, I like wake up in the morning around like five or six, and I like do like some work, and then I go into my actual job, and then in the evenings I'm just like so exhausted and I can't get any work done. <laughs> and she's I, like, uh, she's like, yeah. <laughs> I have this chronic fatigue from approximately ten p.m. until six a.m. I just can't keep my eyes open. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and she's like, yeah. That's that's kind of the thing. Um, I get so hungry three times a day. That's weird. <laughs> I I, uh, I also feel lucky though to have people in my life, just mostly mostly friends. Like you know, Jordan's good about this, and who who remind me that I'm doing just fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I am so bad at seeing that because I don't. I think for me and the way that I imagine my work, I don't feel like I'm building a reservoir. I feel like I'm. Like on a day to day basis, like filling a tank, and it's like yeah, the next yeah. the next day, it's the tank like is com- empty, and you've it's got to completely fill it up empty, again. and yeah. it's like I have no- I have nothing to my name. It's like shut the fuck up, dude. You're doing. It's like yeah. you've got all these things. You're doing fine. Yeah. Uh, and and I just it's really hard for me to see that, and it helps to like have people uh, reminding me that it exists. Yeah, and I think you have to step back from it to even appreciate that sometimes. Yeah. You know, like. So I have a standing desk in our living room is where I work from because I work That's where you step back. Yeah. (laughs) That allows you to step back. No, sometimes I stand on the top of the desk and I step back and I fall and I knock myself out and I finally sleep. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes Mark will literally come and drag me away from my laptop in the evenings. He'll be like, okay, we're going to watch a movie now. And I'm like, okay, let me just one more. Nope, okay. Seems like it'd be easier to just pick up the laptop. Yeah, just exactly. Some critical well, feedback for Mark. Then I, then I have to unplug from the screen, and you know, it's yeah. a whole thing. You can do that very slyly, though. <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, <laughs> you're still yeah. oh, I don't. We have power cut. <laughs> Weird. Every, every day, <laughs> six p.m. <laughs> oh, well, actually, that's interesting in your case because you work from home, mm-hmm. which right. means that there's no like visual or atmospheric yeah. delineation yeah. between work and play. Yeah, which I think is contributing to a lot of the like overwhelm I'm feeling lately, is because I spend ninety percent of my time in the living room of our apartment. Yeah. You know, that's where I relax. That's also where I eat. That's where I like do my work. It's yeah, it's too much. We're about to move into a two bedroom apartment later this year, which I think will help so that I can have an office to like close the door on work for the day. I I remember when I was in college and I used to do a lot of work from my dorm room and people like, I got advice that I should not do that because Mm -hmm. when your work your place of work and your place of rest are the same thing. Yeah, it I can know. do like, yeah, I can do really bad things to you. And, and so I, I try, I try to do that. I guess I work from my room a lot, but I work from my desk yep. and it's like, I'll, if I'm in my living room or if I'm in my bed and stuff, I don't typically take work. It's not, I've never really edited a video from bed, for yeah. example. Yeah. It's but, so dangerous. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause then it just like the response, the like, uh, you know, at, as if you were one of Pavlov's dogs, it's like this this situation, the stimulus now produces like you now salivate, right? It's like mm-hmm. now you now you should do the thing, and if you don't want to do the thing because you're like I'm tired, then suddenly you feel guilty for no reason. It's half the reason an office even exists, yeah, or at least like a workspace. Yeah. You want your brain to trigger instincts. You want yeah. you, you want to activate certain schemas so that when you walk into your bedroom, suddenly your eyes get heavier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you walk out of your front door and you hear the hustle and bustle and, tra- and traffic. You activate like, oh, time to be a human. Mm. I better put on clothes. And then you go back yeah. to put on clothes because <laughs> you work from home. You forgot to do this. Right. I do think it's very telling that the one person that works from home is currently wearing sweatpants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and some dope sweatpants, I will say. Yeah. Did you make these also? No. Do you also have a sweatpants? I cannot sew, unfortunately. Yeah. Not yet. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, that's an interesting question. Are there any skills or hobbies that you have either stopped pursuing or never started? 
because you're aware that they're just going to be a drain in the near future. Yeah, I have a problem with every hobby that I start turns into like a side business. In yeah. A way. Well, one, one day you wore a t-shirt and you were and like, then this, I was could, like, this is fun. This yeah. could really yeah. be something. Wow, yeah. No, it's, Think of the possibilities. <laughs> like I'll be like, oh, I could design this thing and then I could do this with it and it could build to this and like my mind works that way. But I recently, when I was in Japan, that's we were talking about Japan earlier and how yeah. Jordan hasn't been there. <laughs> but we have. <laughs> Japan friends. We had that guy on the episode. No, it was good because otherwise it would have been yeah, nice for no me. One would have known, Tomodachi. Yeah. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's friends in Japanese. Yeah, she she probably knew that. You wouldn't know that. Anyway, while I was there, I, I picked up a Nintendo Switch, and that's been pretty fun for me to just play this little game called Stardew Valley, where you have like a farm and there's villages. You play it too. Okay. Yeah. But you don't you don't play Stardew Valley. You, <laughs> you live that shit. Yeah. You play your regular nine to five life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In yeah. order to justify time with your waifu. Right. See, I'm not gonna start I mean already my brain is thinking I could start a let's play channel or something with it. That's oh not my God, me. Yeah. That's not Dangerous. something I would do. Yeah. So yeah. this is just a hobby for me. It's just a relaxation thing. And it's nice to have something. It's like that and watching television. It'd be nice to have something that doesn't involve a screen, probably. I'd yeah, probably yeah, work yeah. on that. But yeah. I uh, I really identify with what you said. For me, instead of like business, it's just competing. Projects. Yeah, okay. competing about like I'm just competitive about every. It's like every game I've ever played, I've competed at. It's like I used yeah. to play competitive Guitar Hero, Magic: The Gathering, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know, Hearthstone. It's like I was like, am I gonna become a pro Hearthstone player? I don't know. Um, and I uh, or or like improv. It's like I need to like get on a team. I need to take this bigger, bigger, bigger. Yeah. You know, I you know stop doing improv. Uh, some things that I'm not starting because I don't. It's not like a, a thing I want to take on, or I'm afraid of what it'll become. Is like music, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, like I like to sing and I like to rap and stuff, and I like to write and make stuff with my friends. But I don't really want to turn it into anything because I know that it has a high potential to turn into one of those things. Um, and whenever I even get close, like I'm thinking about it using it a little bit uh with just sort of a crossover into some of my other stuff it's like ooh, and i have for sad boys for as well like it's like we made like rap bits and mm -hmm. stuff and it's like oh whoa jarvis is like surprisingly good at rapping and it's like i know <laughs> well, <laughs> don't right. tell me again <laughs> um or like karaoke is like the place I get that out and it's just for fun and it's like just with friends. And then it's always people are like, well, have you ever been to karaoke with Jarvis? Like that, what, that just becomes a thing. Uh, and I'm, and I like, that's at least not super intense, but it, mm -hmm. the, the urge is like, why aren't I taking this further? Mm -hmm. um, and, and sadly I like feel like I haven't really played a video game in like three years. And that used to be such a big part of my like life and identity. And similarly with television, I've barely watched TV in the past like year and a half. And it's very strange, like, and I don't know why. It's almost as if the way that I value things is like whether or not they feel productive, and and if TV doesn't feel productive, and if playing a game doesn't feel productive, then I can't bring myself to do it. I'm like, how is this going to benefit me? Yeah. Well, like it feels like it's wasting time. Right. It feels yeah. like it's wasting time, but it's like, no, no, no. You need specifically yeah. that. Yeah. You need to waste time. Yeah. I sometimes find myself getting frustrated. At the amount of sleep that I need. <laughs> Same. Okay, yeah. I get jealous. Plus, are you fucking kidding me? So I have, I have, I know people who only need like biologically like four hours of Infuriate. sleep, and I'm like, fuck you. How? You, you, you're like, a, you get to be a superhuman. Yeah. Like I'm so jealous. And now I have to work with this fucking eight hour sleeping bullshit. Mm. Like it's not fair. Like it gets to 11 p.m. and I'm like, oh, why am I so tired? Yeah. 
If they're playing <laughs> basketball and they're a foot taller, it's just like, oh, okay. I mean, I yeah. can really work on it and beat you, but that's, in- that's such yeah, a yeah, huge yeah. advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're boxing and you have a gun. Yeah. <laughs> completely unfair. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, yeah, I had I, one of those for the longest time, actually, for me, was music. I, I found music very compelling and I, I was a drummer for many years and I knew that I wanted to learn another instrument. I played guitar casually. And in the last year and a half or so, two years now, actually, I learned piano and I got into production. Right. I'm so glad that I did because music operates in this weird uh, in-between zone. Oh, the upside down. <laughs> Am I right? Uh, <laughs> sorry. Pretty current, right? That yeah, yeah. That reminds me of this part about se- in season two of uh, Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where they found Stranger Things. They were in Japan. <laughs> they were in Japan. Yeah, no. They I, were hanging out as friends. <laughs> R- reminder, Tomodachi is the word for friend in Japanese. Um, but yeah, I, uh, music for me operates in this space where for the longest time it was, it was purely hobby. There was no practical element to it. It was fun to improve skills over time. Um, one thing that I did drop was guitar. I stopped getting better at guitar because I, I knew that learning piano more robustly would be better for production. It's just easier to... Right. For me, I don't want to say for anyone, but I, we have a friend, Spencer, who's a spectacular songwriter. Yeah. By trade, is a guitarist. It's, yeah. For that reason, I don't want to judge it, but personally, I found it easier to write with piano, even really early on. So I just said, okay, I'm going to go down this track. In that way, I, I feel sad that I lost guitar, but at the same time, music has now become this thing that I can do for fun that still feels productive. It feels like I'm flexing my brain and improving my cognitive skills. Just it, it's, it's lateral thinking a lot of the time. Right. Um, and it's relaxing, depending on what you're producing. And now, with the podcast I'm putting together, I'm writing all the music for it. Yeah. And so my, my very long-winded point here is that you can invest in things that may not seem instinctually valuable with the understanding that at some point further down the line, maybe you can utilize that skill. And even if not, what's the worst case scenario? Yeah. You watch yeah. a bunch of Let's Plays, you laughed, and it helps you get a better night's sleep. Yeah. yeah. For the eight hours you require, <laughs> <Yeah>. Derek. <laughs> I would I would also say that like it's okay if it never is useful down okay. the line because I, I really admire um, – people who have hobbies that are so specific that they can never have a wide application because I would never commit to something mm-hmm. like that. Right. Uh, like, what you're learning is commitment. Yeah, that yeah, alone yeah. is the good skill. Like people who are like, um, yeah, I collect uh, Brazilian Sega Genesis games <laughs> and I'm the up, like I'm the expert on that. It's like the Sega Genesis is a dead console. Uh, this is a very specific country's thing. And I'm pretty sure that, like, Drew Scanlon, previous Sad Boys guest, has interviewed somebody in one of the Cloth About videos about Brazil that, like, does that yeah. and, like, contributes to that community. And I'm just like, this is beautiful to me because I would immediately go, this doesn't grow beyond this. Yeah. I'm out. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, because I, I feel There's like... There's no higher purpose to it, like, something you can... Like push further and yeah 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 and it's like maybe you could like somehow like bring people together or in some yeah. capacity but for me I'm like I feel like I need more and I need to be contribute like contributing to growth in some way and that's a can be a toxic like instinct that I have uh, and yeah I just wanted to say in, in response to what you're saying sometimes it will be useful down the line I almost wish I was okay with things that have no chance of ever being useful down Absolutely, the line yeah. yeah yeah for sure that was a good episode of Sad Boys. <laughs> We do have fun. I like I we we've been finding lately that a lot of our guest episodes will end with just sort of an, an exhale. Yeah, huh, everybody just goes yeah, like, "Yeah, I'm glad we talked about that." All right. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> it's just like, well, how anticlimactic would that be if we were just like, "Huh, I'm glad we talked about that," and then the episode hey, cuts hey, off. Oh, I love that. Uh, that's <laughs> unfortunately we have a brand and we have to remain consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we won't include this in the episode, but we're all about 
cash. This is why we have money. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Focus yeah. On. Which reminds me, this uh, this episode is sponsored by Maverick. Maverick clothes. I thought I had to pay to be on it. Stranger, yeah. well, <laughs> don't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> yeah, uh, wait. What is your T-shirt brand? <laughs> Well, this it's funny you bring up the t-shirt brand because that's one of the that's things. Very, that's very organic. Yeah, that'll make it look like we didn't plan it. That's good. It's, no. We cut out the part before that. So it's just like we exhale and it's like, it's funny you bring up the t-shirt brand. No, I was going to say that that's one of the things that I feel like I've dropped off lately because I have mm. got so many projects on. Right. Wearing t-shirts, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just too different. It's the only one I have. <laughs> I also just work from home so much. It's like, what's the point? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's just, I don't know. I figure I've got a finite amount of time, unfortunately, because I have to spend some of it sleeping. And I wasn't enjoying the whole process of like printing t-shirts and having an online store anymore. Right, as right. much as I was my podcast. We've got a community that goes along with the podcast and yeah. my YouTube channel. And What's that like? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it just felt like maybe I shouldn't be trying to do the t-shirt company so much anymore. Sure. Yeah. Right. So stop asking me about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay well we do this is when we do socials so where okay. can people find your t-shirts <laughs> yeah and now we want to double down uh, Charlie is a t-shirt creator <laughs> t-shirt design <laughs> t-shirt designer that's your other podcast right you had two words t-shirt design t-shirt design life design shirt shirt design for 5,000 episodes <laughs> and they switched to t-shirt design Charlie I have enjoyed hearing you on this podcast I'm a listener now Oh, okay. Um, I'll do what what voice? And I, I was do? here too. What do your listeners sound like? Um, you could try and do a New Zealand accent. That would be fun. Too easy. <laughs> Give me a hard try. one. You could try and do a New Zealand accent, and that'd be fun. Charlie, you sound pretty Australian. I know. I'm, I'm so good at Australian. Charlie, I'm so I love bad at New Zealand. Getting you on the latest episode, and I would like to know where I can find you on social media. Oh, you started well, but then you went South African. <laughs> this is my normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. I need to develop some more depth. Uh, well, Ooh. I should mention that the character that I'm playing, uh, his father lives in New Zealand, oh, but yeah, his mother yeah, yeah. does, That's in true. fact, okay. live. Then you got it spot in on. England. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Twist. Uh, yeah. Where can I get even more Charlie if I'm interested? Well, my YouTube channel is Charlie Marie TV. That's where I make videos about design every week. And C H A R L I. No E. I, uh, also, we're going to start a new YouTube series where Jordan learns to spell. <laughs> but, uh, URL, youtube.com slash uh, Jordan. Seven. It's your name. <laughs> Batman symbol. Just spell your name. <laughs> Crayon symbol. J12. Mm, <laughs> That's two letters. Two numbers. <laughs> Charlie Marie TV. Yep, that's my YouTube channel. Uh, I'm Charlie Prangley on most socials, which is very unfortunate because it's a very hard last name to spell. <laughs> but if you're a really <laughs> committed fan, you'll yeah, be able to find it. You'll be able to find it. I guess go to charliemarie.com and then link to everything from there. That's That probably would have been the easiest. You can also find we'll us that way. Yeah. We'll cut out the rest. You can also go to charliemarie.com and you can find me. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you where. I'm not going to tell you where. He, he's an Easter egg. Yeah, yeah, see how many clicks away I am. Yeah. Jarvis is actually the clippy of your website. Yeah. <laughs> Are you looking for t-shirts? <laughs> because that's all I care about here at charliemarietv.com. Charliemarie.com, not charliemarietv.com. Yeah, that's important. Alrighty, um, what if I just cannot bear to see any more Charlie and I want some Jarvis? Oh, um, well... If you just go to charliemarie.com. Right. And you and stay then, on the page long enough. you stay on the page long enough, <laughs> I will rappel down from the URL bar. I'm picturing a photorealistic one. Yeah. I, I rappel down. It's, no, it's a, it's a mocap of me. <laughs> um, and I go, hey, hey, it's me, Jarvis. Are you here you from the... Here. I can get you out of here. I start knocking on the screen. <laughs> dunk, dunk, dunk. 
help me um you can also find me <laughs> just because that is a place you can find me uh, <laughs> plus you can find me on twitter at jarvis and on youtube youtube.com slash jarvis johnson i'm on instagram at magic jarvis i need to get my instagram followers up i really want the guy who has at jarvis on instagram doesn't use their account and has never used their account outrageous so if anybody knows them and, jarvis chin and talk can to me. source like hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> to buy it yeah perfect yeah. Uh, you can get, not that you want to, but you can get more Jordan Cope at uh, Jordan Adika, A-D-I-K-A, one word uh, on the Twitters, on it, the Instas, on the YouTubes. If I you think. can do me a favor, just tweet Jordan every day and remind him to post to social media. Specifically Instagram. Specifically I'm trying to get good at Instagram. I did post both yesterday and today. I know. I'm so proud Which is like a 700% increase. Yeah. <laughs> Their servers are hot. Yeah, that's popping off. I got over 100 likes on one of them. So Stop. You're saying that a lot. <laughs> what do you mean? He's very proud. <laughs> He's very well, proud. Well, I'm, I'm going to commit. <laughs> all right. Maybe I'll overcommit. Who knows? You uh, become the biggest Instagrammer of all time. <laughs> that would be so... I would only do it for the meme. And you hate Instagram. And then I would delete Instagram because I think it would be funny. <laughs> the, not the my app, the website. Oh, I would delete right, yeah, Instagram yeah. because of the influence. Because you get so big that you'd... Own it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I would text uh, Instagram. That's the owner. Yeah. Yeah. So get rid. <laughs> Mr. Graham. His, yeah. in, Insta is short for Instard. In <laughs> <laughs> in, it's like Edward. Instard. Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Just like okay. Edward. <laughs> we, <laughs> we end every episode of Sad Boys with a particular, particular phrase. phrase. <laughs> Instard. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying something in reverse. Instard. Instagram. So we we've been recently doing um, our ending phrase, which is "We love you and we're sorry," in song form, mm. and we've kind of had a little array of different song genres. It needs to be Fallout Boy. Yeah, it does. Three, two, one. We love you and we're sorry. Yeah. And sugar, we're going down. Boom! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much for joining us, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. That was fun. That was so much fun. I honestly like this podcast.